Hello, world. Today's guest on the podcast is Jamie Kennedy. Jamie is a hilarious comedian and actor who's had a marathon of a career in Hollywood. He's been in films and TV shows such as Romeo and Juliet, Malibu's Most Wanted, Boiler Room, Scream, The Jamie Kennedy Experiment, and I'd be here all day if I had to keep going. On this episode, we talk about Florida, the evolution of media and Hollywood, what it's like balancing a Hollywood career with comedy and social media, and much, much more. This one is short, but it's packed with gems. Please welcome Jamie Kennedy. Dude, you should definitely, I don't we should open it up with you cleaning out your I microphone. Should. <laughs> Are you recording? Dude. You're safe. Who You're was safe, the last Jamie. mouth here? I don't even remember who the last mouth was. Bro, coming down the crack den. Yeah, this is crack town, but we're not far from the beach. This, is a, this doesn't remind you of uh, where you're from at all? Malabizi. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is nothing like Malabizi, huh? Malabizi. What could you relate? What What is this town remind you of? Because you've been to a lot of different towns around the country. It's cool, but it's like you got to like drive through the crack to get to the water. You know what I mean? Mm. So you like got this dope setup that people are looking at, but they don't know that outside of here <laughs> looks like it could be a potential war zone. You know what I'm saying? Drug trafficking. Yeah. But it's dope, you know, and I never met you, and you're like, yo, come into this room, and then I'm like, yo, this guy looks kind of fit, like, what do I got to do? Like, I got, oh, my, thank you. got my pen, like, man, get him in the neck, and like, <laughs> the other homie here, and there's some dude in the Tesla, and I was like, how many can I take out, do a joke, you know what I mean? But it's nice, and once I got in here, and I know you got a good following, see, you'll go anywhere, because the numbers, you got good numbers. So I was like, I got to come to the The numbers den. are what brought you here? Dude, I was, my assistant was setting this up and then they were like, well, we can try to do this and you guys were a little hard to pin down. You guys hit me up. I yeah. hate it when people do this. They hit me up and then they want me to accommodate them. And it's like, what the fuck? I got I to gotta fire the guy that, that handles all that stuff, the booking guy. Oh, he was, a, he fucks everything well, up. Well, no, he was, I mean, no diss to him, but he was like, I, he can't do it. And I was like, and then I know that you have a good following. So I was like, fuck it. So I drove over the bridge, took a rowboat. I apologize but for him. No, he's a, dude. He's a pain in the ass. Appreciate you. No, no diss to him if you're seeing this. But Tyler, fuck you, Tyler. You suck. <laughs> but it was uh, it's worth not, It's not like it's about a skid row. I mean, some people have little no. skid around skid row. Yeah, a lot of pods are in hell. In hell. But this is this is nice. You got a nice setup here. And 70s. Reminds me of the 70s. Yeah, that's what I was going for. I was going. For, I was actually originally going for the look. Uh, you know, in The Sopranos, when the, he sits in there and talks to psychiatrists, like their room... Yeah. Have you seen The Sopranos? Like, honestly, it's two eps. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You know what's crazy, bro? I don't know anything about you, but I know concrete media. Really? And I know you have a big following. How I do you just, know that? And you know, don't know? Because I see your clips get recommended to me. Oh, really? Yeah. So you have like 450,000. Yeah. And I don't know who you are. And yet, That's you amazing. are now a destination that you got me, whatever I am, 
I'm like a mainstream. You're a Hollywood superstar. Well, I'm a mainstream name, but this is what the beautiful thing is of, of our world right now. Guys like you can have this hub that's little, but it's not. It's becoming very big. I did this in Austin. There's another group over there called the Drinking Bros. They're blowing up. And it's like every city has it. So it's like media is completely disrupted forever. It's dope. Yeah, it is super weird, right? Like I would have never, some little kid in a crackhead town would never have the chance to talk to or interview a guy of your caliber. Stop and, it. And you came here. You came here to talk <laughs> to me. I came to you. It. I got my Duncan yeah. and I listed a driver. You saw my Uber driver. She was fine, right? <laughs> oh, she's super hot. <laughs> Shout out to her <laughs> driving the Malibu with the black Malibu. <laughs> Came in the Malibuzi. <laughs> <laughs> but I, honestly, it was the numbers. And then That's BT so at the club was like, "Yeah, man, they got big, got big following." BT That's blew crazy. you up. Like, in fact, two other people in Florida told me about you. Really? Yeah. Wow. Your name rings bell. Lubing me up right now. You're making me feel good. Juicy. Loving it, loving it. How um? So you're here on like a? Are you on tour right now doing comedy or what? Uh yeah. I mean, we fucking were doing comedy in fucking parks and uh, top of uh, parking lots and forest in, in L.A. Like every comic you see on Netflix was like playing a bush. <laughs> and and we were of a different experience. And uh, hey, real quick, if he keep an eye out for him because he, yeah. he might come in later. And then the the world slowly opened up and people started making me offers and I was like, oh, do I want to go inside? And then I saw like one comedian go inside and then they like check the filtration systems and then the club here is incredible. Side Splitters is yeah. incredible. It's like BT who owns it put, he put these lights, dude, in the AC. So it's like those... Those uh, infrareds. Oh, the ones that Trump was talking about. They kill the <laughs> yeah, virus. For real, dude. But they do. He's got mad air conditioning. People spread out, but still packed. And these lights. So it's like everyone's getting a wash of black light. It's No, it's like a UVA light. So he's like so on it. And it's like, boom. And then we do a meet and greet. Outside, everyone six feet. Buys a package. Takes a picture. Takes the mask. Walks away. Like it yeah. was smooth as silk. So... Yeah, man. So I got a bunch. I mean, I'm booked until the middle of October. We'll see before wow. the world shuts down. Yeah, I just started I mean, June first. Yeah, we're, we're not shutting down Florida. The rest of the world will shut down, but Florida's the never world will down. be shut down. Florida will still be slanging. DeSantis Tacos. won't shut us down. Shout out Taco Bus. <laughs> Taco Yo, bus. it closed at midnight, bro. I usually go there at three a.m. and get my cracked taco. That is there. weird. They close at midnight in Tampa. Yeah, bro, it's weird. Like the next thing you know, Mons Venus is going to be closing at no like one a.m. Like what's going on? Oh, he was the last guy I had in here. Not Mons Venus, the guy who owns Mons Venus. Wow. Yeah, I bet he's sitting on some cake. He he is, man. He's crazy, crazy old man, crazy old old guy. Got the spaceship, pony tile. No, 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 no. He doesn't own. The, no, that spaceship room. That's Mons Venus. That's not Mon, that's not Mons Venus. That's uh that's uh oh, oh 2001. 2001. Yeah, okay, okay. That's 2001. Mons wow. is right across the street. Mons is like this little tiny hole in the wall right across the street. You don't even really see it. It's right next to the Taco Bell. But none of the women there have like bullet holes. No, there's no bullet holes. Yeah. The women there. All the women that go to the strip clubs in Tampa, they all come from all over Florida. It's uh, you know, they to, drive like 3 hours to go to work cuz they get they make so much money there. Yeah, it's to the strip club is here. This is uh kind of like the uh, the uh how can I say this? Uh it's the uh, type O blood of strip meaning that like type O blood as they say the caviar of blood 
It's Ooh. like you can't take anyone's blood, but you can give your blood to anyone. I know that's a weird reference, but <laughs> I was talking to a doctor earlier about all this shit and t- COVID. And basically, the strippers here are that. It's like a very high-end industry here. It is. It is like, this is like the capital. I love how you keep wiping that thing down. It's PTSD, and Everybody bro. that comes from Los Angeles is very paranoid about the, the cleanliness. It's, it's dumb. It's a funny thing. I know. It's not me. It's just PTSD. It's no, I... Oh, it's PTSD from the media. Yeah, for real, bro. Like, it's like, oh, the virus is everywhere. But it's like, not. Yeah. And then it's like, you come to Florida and everyone's like, chilling, eating a taco, mm. riding a beach cruiser. No drama. I've had no drama so far. Really? I've had packed shows, no drama, no fights, and I see a lot of people wearing masks. Yeah, a lot of people wear masks, but a lot of people don't like to follow the mask rules. But I don't see, like, any people out there with signs doing shit, none of that. No. So it's like, it's what I'm saying is a little bit of, and then your numbers were bumped up three times more than what they were. Did you read that? Uh -uh. The CDC lied and said 28,000 people had the case, but it was only... Half of that so it was about fifteen thousand. When did that? When did that happen? Two days ago. Really? So it was like people are like trying to make Florida look like you know, Florida man. Yeah, they were. They always try to do that to us. Yeah, they fuck Thank you. Them. Those bastards. Those bastards. Um, I feel like I'm interviewing you. When's the interview going to start? It's, it's already started. Jesus. This is how it always goes. I know. That's why you don't know who I am. I know. It's That's why you don't know him because I'm a shitty interviewer. I just do this. I get people like you on here. And no, everyone, we talk. We open up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I just watched your podcast, your four-hour podcast with Bert. How, oh, really? Yeah. How? Why? Just now to prepare for this? Well, I just watched it in the last, like, 48 hours. It took me to, on and off. I just watched it. It was great. It wasn't even, like, a podcast. Like, you guys were just sitting there on the couch getting drunk and talking shit. It was hilarious. Dude, Bert is the man. He is, he's Florida royalty, isn't he? I just, I, I learned on that podcast that he's from Tampa. I had no idea he was He's from actually from Tampa. Wow. He, that's what he said on the podcast. Yeah, I Bert is, attention. Bert is, like, one of the greatest. And, yeah, he, I did, like, a four-hour pod with him. Like, he's... He has so much fun. It's like you guys forgot you were even doing a podcast. 100%. That's what he does. sitting on a couch. And I was like, oh, shit, is Cameron here? <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. He's awesome. Is he in, is he in L.A. also, close to you? I or think, uh, yeah, he's not far. I think he's over, uh, he might be in the, he's in the valley. And I'm over in the hill and more towards Hollywood. Okay. But, yeah, he's got a dope set up. Now, you have a podcast, right? Yeah. When did you start it? Uh, I kind of started it in 2017 and it was like, it was called hate to break it to you. And it was uh, a way for me to start talking to like to my fans, another version of me. You know what I mean? Cause it's like people know me from movies and stuff, but like yeah. people who know me, know me, you know what I mean? But it's like a pod is like, you keep it real. And then I was doing it a little bit, and it was a lot of work, and then I was getting so busy, and I was doing, like, different movie or TV show, and I was hard to do, you know? Yeah. And then I didn't have the right producers, and then when the pandemic hit, I was like, I'm really going to do it. So then I just buckled down, and now I'm, like, into it. So I try to put out an episode every week, every two weeks. But I do solos, which are easier. The solos. though I feel like that's harder. No, I have a lot to say, and I have takes yeah. on stuff, but and sometimes you get a guest, and they just... Don't, it's like, you know, people really want to, I have a lot of opinions, so people like that. Yeah. But a good guest, like I have a guest on today that's going to be great because he's my buddy who's a young, uh, he's a young a stud, but he's a nurse. He's a nurse in the, I don't even want to say it because I want to get you demonetized, in the C-ward. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So that's what's crazy. We can't even talk about shit. But so the he's, C-ward? Yeah, what think about it. You know, 
Miss Rona. So, you know what I mean? I'm trying not to get you deed. That's okay. I get deed all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, and he's telling all the stuff because I put all types of information on my Instagram. Something funny, something not. And people get all booty tickled. So, he, I got a nurse, my buddy, who's like a young kid like you, mm-hmm. who's like on the front lines. Wow. And so, it's pretty. So, I like people like that who are like an expert in a field I know nothing about. Yeah, that's that's. Pretty much the only type of podcast I do. I don't really have many. There's not really much going on in my. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm You're being the, humble, my bro. My mind is, my brain is just kind of like always been soft serve. You know what I mean? I'm not very, <laughs> I'm not very sharp. So like, I need people like you to carry the show. You're being humble. Are you a surfer? Yeah. I could tell that. How could you tell that? Because you got kind of like the bill, but you're like being super humble, but you're like totally assessing the situation, getting me to spill my butt, <laughs> getting the clips out of me. I like your, I like it, I like your uh, perspective. You're, you're a smart guy. What, what, what? Um, so the you say that you have like opinions and you're able to like talk by yourself and and get a lot of your ideas out solo. It's kind of like um, Bill Burr. He's like the best at that, right? He's the best. Yeah. Is that come from from? A lot of writing. Is that how that did that? Was that something that you developed, or was that something that you were just naturally always good at? No, I think that we're just. That's why I'm in comedy because it's like you have all these takes on things, and they're like brewing inside of you, and they're going nuts. And you're like, I gotta like, I gotta like expunge this. So that's why you go on stage, you know, and so you start doing it. And I've had success in a lot of other areas in life, but I'm still drawn to the stage. And it's like, it's a way to like feel heard and share your opinions and get like like minded individuals and be like, yo, are you feeling what I'm feeling? Yeah. So it's just it's something that it's like you look at something, it gives you, your, it leaves an impression on you, and then you talk about it, you yeah. regurgitate it. I feel like being that kind of person though is not good for Hollywood though, right? Because you having opinions on everything is not really good for you. Don't want to piss off the establishment. Yeah, that's a very good point. I think that the establishment is getting disrupted, though, by, like I said, like guys like you, new media, and I think people are just starting to look at the establishment, see all the cracks, see all the bullshit, see all the stuff that they're feeding us, and being like, is this, do we want this? You know what I mean? It's like, there's people making this shit from behind this wall and this mountain, and it's like, yeah, it's cool, but, like, I want to hear, like, the realness. I want to hear a, a voice from someone else, and yeah. so... You're definitely right, but I think that's all cracking. Has it made an impact at all on that part of your career? Because obviously that's like the foundation. That's where you... Did you... You started acting or did you start in comedy? I started both, you know, in 1990, but I really um, got more successful as an actor. But like I was making inroads inroads into comedy in L.A., but I wasn't really... Getting known for it, and then, but by getting little comedy gigs, agents would see me or producers would see me. They bring me, and I'd read, and that's how I started getting early acting jobs, and you know, commercials and like this stuff. But definitely more as an actor. But I've been doing comedy, you know, my whole career. Since you started doing like podcasts and broadcasting, this kind of like raw, unfiltered shit, and giving your opinions on shit like that, has that affected your? acting career at all or has it like do you have agents and producers talking to you like don't say this don't say that like don't <laughs> so funny. is that real it, it's so fucking real i don't think it uh it hasn't affected me yet there's definitely 
I definitely have a representative, I'm not going to call him out, who definitely told me, like, yo, go easy on saying certain stuff. You know, you just might want to lay low, which I was like, I just kind of let it slide. But I'm like, do you know who you represent? You know what I mean? Like, and this is what we do. We don't, like, curtail, like, an artist. Would you tell, like, fucking uh, Johnny Rotten, go easy on, the, you know, slicing yourself with a razor blade? No, <laughs> right. it's Johnny Rotten, you right. know? I'm not saying I'm doing that, but it's like, yeah, so... That was a great example of this the typical, like, make money, don't rock the boat, always try to get the bag, mm. to, like, having opinions, to rocking the boat. But there's a new bag out there. That's what I'm saying. All of this disruptive media is making a new bag because there's an audience really want the new bag. They're sick of... The bullshit. I hate to say that, but like the woke, the waking up, the real wokeness is the people waking up to all the bullshit. Mm. That's my opinion. Do you think that there's people out there like because you were just in a movie with uh, what was the latest movie? You did Brad Pitt one the BP that one? I did that one, but then I got cut out. Fuck. You so got, what do you mean you got? Oh, they cut you out when yeah. they were editing. Yeah, I had three good scenes, but they're say. really good. But hopefully. I heard if it goes to Criterion Collection, then they I'll be in there. You know what that is? That's like when the movie is like put in its own thing in the longer form. Oh, okay. so that would be dope. But I no. thought they're gonna make you the dad. <laughs> you should have been the dad, the not dad, Tommy Lee Jones. BP's dad. BP's dad in the movie, the guy in the spaceship. But I did another movie, which you're talking about, which you don't know if you're talking about. But I did this movie called Roe v. Wade, and that pissed a lot of people off. And that was just a movie about abortion, and that pissed off a lot of people and a lot of Hollywood press wrote about it and started saying all the stuff and it was like, yo, I'm just an actor. So that when was, was that movie? That came out over the pandemic like March. And it came like to like all these streaming services. But it was like considered like a more of a right wing movie, but it's really not. I'm just an actor. I'm not right wing. I'm not left wing. I'm just a dude. Yeah. Yeah. But they were people were mad that I did that. But so far it really hasn't fucked me up. What was so what was it about? Abortion. Very the take on it was like you shouldn't abort. Well, the take was a little bit more like, hey, abortion's a little bit more dicey than people say. There's a little bit of money being made. There's an agenda there, and a lot of people didn't like that. They thought they were messing with their rights and got a lot of people upset. And, you know, it's like then people were asking my opinions, and I'm like, I'm just an actor. And then it's like, you know, well, you're being irresponsible acting in it. And I'm like, you know, it was a good role. and so that's a longer conversation. But basically, right. in a nutshell, that's what you should do. You should make movies about things that cause conversation, and that's what it did, even if it was uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, I like escapism, too. but Yeah. Well, the crazy thing about it is, like, like what you're talking about, they got mad at you, or, like, the establishment will get mad at you for doing certain types of things or having certain types of opinions or whatever it may be. But it's, like, coming full circle with YouTube, too, because now everyone's in the media right now talking about how YouTube demonetizes people and... It make they make conversations that like that they don't think it could be like an accredited like you were talking about like your buddy who you're going to interview today the guy who's a nurse they will probably demonetize it if he talks about COVID or has any kind of opinions on it and they make it un unprofitable to talk about that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's weird? I mean, yeah, of course. It's fucking crazy. It's scary as shit. But it's like coming full circle. It's like now YouTube is you can't talk about certain things or else you get deplatformed or demonetized. I know. So what does that tell you? 
That tells you you got to join, uh, what's his name, uh, Glenn Greenwald's Rumble website. I just saw that. I, I saw just that saw it. Kind of kind of dope. Let's be real. But then they're going to call you like a right winger, right? I, I, I guess, probably. He was on, I saw that he tweeted about it. Who is Glenn it. Greenwald? He's like, he's a gay political guy. He started, he started some gay. media platform a long time ago. And then you get addressed it. There's like two little levers on the left side. Just pull it down. What do you want to go down? Yeah. So there's a the back left one. Pull it up. I did. Didn't Sorry. go down. Oh, oh yeah. there you go. <laughs> that was a way to describe that. You're gonna get so much shit. He's a gay political guy. <laughs> yeah. That's he's a gay political guy, but he's got a lot of really good takes. Like he, I, he's obviously, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he, he? He's obviously he's very he's a left wing guy, but he just like shits on. Like hypocrisy, hypocrisy of left wing politics and all the corrupt people in there, and how like, you know, he talks a lot about like the the deplatformization of people and like and like the freedom of the press and how they're like trying to, you know, put Julian Assange, Julian Assange, however you say his name, in prison for life, even though he's overseas and like yeah. turning journalists, you know, into basically trying to incarcerate journalists for talking about whatever they want to talk about. Yeah. And he just, you know, lately I've just noticed he's been pointing out a lot of the hypocrisy and that kind of stuff. And he's actually pretty cool because he's, he's just this like gay left wing guy, but he's going on all of these right wing shows like Tucker Carlson and the, uh, democratic people hate him for that. Oh, wow. Like, why would you go and talk about, you know, on this guy's show? Because he's keeping an open mind. He is keeping an open mind. That's why I like the guy. He's like, he's very smart. And he started rumble. He started. I don't know if he started Rumble. I learned about him through the guy Tim Dillon. Yeah, I learned he was on his show. Okay, so that's how I found out who he was. And then he's just been pushing this Rumble thing, and maybe it probably is his. I gotta go, dude. But think about this. Look how insane this is that you can't talk about certain stuff. Like I get, like it's like that you're being demonetized. What does that tell you? Like YouTube used to be like the freest. Craziest yeah. shit. The fact that they are like, that just shows you that's like, if something is, if there was no, uh, I call fuckery charcuterie, because, you know, I try to use code words. If there was no charcuterie there, you would be fine. It's not like you're saying, if you're just going saying something against what a bigger message is being pushed as, that's weird. And that's what I'm saying. And then when you comment on it, People are like, no, 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 no. It's like you're being controlled. Like, if you can't have an op an opposing opinion, with based in some type of of reality, mm -hmm. then we're in a trouble. And yeah. I just feel like that's that, that's what's weird, bro. Like, big tech is now the monopolies that yeah, yeah, but they're like, and they're and the, and they're, they're pushing the same narrative as like, uh, let's just say CNN. And I'm not saying CNN all has bad stuff. It has some cool stuff. Yeah. But it's definitely a biased thing. Just like, obviously, Fox is biased. Mm -hmm. But Fox is like the, the dark star, and CNN is like right. considered Luke. You right. know what I mean? But right. are they? Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's everyone is, it's all everyone talks about now is like everybody knows that Fox and CNN are these two completely polar opposite things that just push headlines for views. Yeah. And I think those shows, those shows don't, aren't very successful. They get those, 
daytime or nighttime segments they have on those shows get way less viewership than your average podcast gets. Yeah, totally. Like, then your episode with Bert probably got twice as many views as any episode of, of Tucker Carlson gets. That's crazy. You know, it That's is crazy. crazy. That's nuts. But, well, yeah, but pods are super, like, you know, informative, and people are just going in, and they get, it's free-form speech. You get to say what you want. Have a seat, Mike. Oh, what's up, dude? This is my, my friend and client, Mike. What's up, Mike? He's going to join us. How you doing, man? How you doing? You jumped in late. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about. What uh, happened, Mike? Where were you at? Yeah, where were My you? My flight at? was late. Your flight oh, was you late? Were, you were in the car, dude. He was in the Tesla. Well, now you've blown my cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. You're not coughing or there, anything, There were right? only three oh, of us he's, that knew that. He's worried about, don't cough because he's worried about. about he's got, the, I've got my card. Ms. Rona. Oh, he's got his, he's got his card. Show, weed, show, can you show it to him? card? That's all right. You can buy those in Tijuana. <laughs> That's all right. I don't need to see it. I got you. The thing you. is, I haven't been to Tijuana. <laughs> he could be shedding. No, but shedding even if you this. have your card, you can still spread it, Mike. Spreader. You want me to put my mask on? No, <laughs> you're fine. You're fine, <laughs> Mike. No, I have my Darth Vader mask. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> I, have a ho- I have a hockey mask. It won't protect germs, but you get if, closer. You, if you throw something at me, it, it will be, we're good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he was worried. Doing? He was worried about coming here because he was. He was. He called this ca- this town Crack Town, and then he it's was a little. He, he felt better once he got into the studio because it's a decent location. Nice. Yeah. It this. was like I was walking around. I was a little paranoid. Really? Yeah. Ah, don't be paranoid. You're good. He pulled up in the car with the one, with the door open. He was driving down the street with the back. You were driving down yeah. the street with the back door open. Like ghost what, ride the whip. What was the? What were you ready to do? Jump out? I was ready. To just you never know when you have to jam out. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? And I was like, I was good. I was about to run out, and I'm like, all right, just go to because I need her to go to Walgreens, and I'm like, I'll just run out. And then she's like, oh, he's over here. So she flipped a B, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Just remember, Gluckman's, you liked it though. I did. Remember, Gluckman's down with the bitches in the hose. The bitches in the hose, Mike. <laughs> My he daughter sh- and I watched that movie, it, you know, probably conservatively twenty times. Nah, you, you tell me any part of that movie, and 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 if you can stump me, um, I'll give you. Your watch. Your watch. Your watch. All right, ready, Mike. Okay. Shrink, shrink, blinkity blink. Shrink, blink, blink, shrink. Uh, shrink. Oh, right. Blink, blink, shrink. Shrink, shrink, blinkity, blink. blink. Yeah, but it's about the, the, the when you want to. Uh, try to that, make me think. To make Can me you finish think. the rhyme? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, try to make me think. Got to go to the throw sink. Got to throw up in the sink. And vomit. Yeah. Clean it up with comet. Yo, Earth is my planet. planet. Yeah. It's my planet. Planet. Because I had to make a rhyme. We stumbled through that one. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike's a big fan. Mike's a huge fan. Huge fan. Keep, keep, keep throwing them at me. Keep throwing them at me. Funniest movie ever. Appreciate it. I think uh, it's aging well, too, right, yeah, Mike? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And uh, do you... Uh, <clears throat> Do you ever, uh, is that your most well-known? That, Scream, uh, Jamie Kenning experiment for the super comedy heads, mm-hmm. uh, Ghost Whisperer for the uh, Midwest mommies. Those are like the four that really hit. I mean, then there's like movies like Enemy of the State and yeah. different movies that like people go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I would say Malibu's and there. that one. Mm-hmm. And that one, you were seventy five percent of the movie. So I mean, it's you're you yeah, know, you know. I mean, that, that was my that baby. Movie, yeah, that was that was that was you. You didn't have a part in it, 
Um, he was the, the other movie. people had fractional fractional parts. Yeah, the movie was. It was B rad. <laughs> yeah, B-rad. that's what I was trying oh, to yeah. do. You know, I was trying to be that up character in up in the bizoo. <laughs> what was the deal with? How did that? What was the deal with that movie? How did it come about? Like, what was like? Oh how, my God. how did they, did they approach so you funny. with it? Was it your? Thing? No, so it was like at that time, a lot of late nineties. You know, white boy want to be gangsters. That was like a big. Uh, Affliction that now is con- accepted, but mm. at the time it was a new strain of uh, a, a, an affliction. People were like, "What is this?" And uh, there was a couple movies that, like, I went in for and I didn't get, but I always had that character, you know. And I did stand up, mm. like I was yeah. saying, and I was make- my stand up was basically just trying characters and then getting it going. And uh, then I did the show, the Jamie King Experiment, which is a whole other ball of wax, and then the, the character got very popular. So I had a script for it, you know, kind of like Mike Myers, who's one of my heroes in making characters in the movies. And then I brought it to Warner Brothers, and my show was at Warner Brothers, so they were like, oh, this is interesting. And so, you know, we developed it, and boom, you know, we did it for a low budget, and, you know, then they got the great cast, and boom, we were off to the races. Was and that, it was incredible. Do, uh, do you still, to, like, to this day, if you're in public and a stranger it calls you B-Rad? People oh, say, you some crazy. people look at me now and they say, are you B-Rab's uh, kidnapper? <laughs> well, the, the reason the reason I ask is... But um, they do. They'll yeah, roll up on me and say yeah, some shrink, shrink. And, and, yeah, sh- <laughs> blinkity and, blink. Shrinkity shrink, and, blinkity blink. Try to make me think. Puke in the sink. Yeah. Sometimes, as a, um, I've been friends with uh, Meyer Lopez for years. And uh, okay. one, time, one time out in Vegas, this is probably... 15, oh, probably 15 years You're ago. You're going to drop a jewel. Uh, I don't You're know gonna about that. You're going to drop a jewel, Mike. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just by chance, we were at the Hard Rock. It was on New Year's Eve. We used to go every New Year's Eve. and uh, For business playing, playing Exactly. It was, a, it was business. Uh, but uh, playing blackjack, and I was with uh, Darius Rucker on one side yeah. and, and, uh, and uh, Mario on the other side. Boots. And everybody was calling him Hootie. And 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 Mario uh, Slater and both of them it just annoyed the shit out of both of them. Wait, why would these these guys not playing at a public table? Well, on the I, floor. I, I never said that. Can we uh, rewind the tape? But who would you? No, it had to be public because they, if they had a private table, no one would say that. So they were getting yeah. That's so they were getting annoyed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it happens. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's like it just depends if you like, you know, Darius and Mario are just normal people. You know what I mean? They just right. happen to be famous and are, you know, like myself. I'm very fortunate. Um, but there are days when you just want to play blackjack and you don't want someone to come up to you going, "What's up, Slater?" You know? What I mean? right, right, so right. It's, no, no, no. I it's, know, I know, it's, I know. It took him a and, long yeah. Time to, but you kind of got to be ready for it if you're at a public table. Hundred percent. Like you got to be. You have to go in with your best foot forward. And the problem is is that we can't make mistakes. If we do, then we're, you know, POSs. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, Jimmy Candy. And it's like, yo, I might have gas. I might have had a bad bowl of oatmeal. My old, my girlfriend might have, like, you know, hollered at me. It's, you know, I might have just lost money in the stock market. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and it's like, so, you you know, that's what it is. But but, but as an artist, as an artist, when you, you did something that put you on the map. 100%. Right? I'm very fortunate. And, and then you've done so many things that are that are so much better, so much better. I mm. mean, you've grown as an artist. Yeah. And that everyone still wants to bring you back to that. You know? Well, no, I, mean, I that-, that to me is very high art. Malibu's is very high art. It's pop art. 
it's it it doesn't take itself seriously, but there's a lot of messages in it. It's mm-hmm. aging very nicely. Got the um, biggest booties in the stable. Yeah, it's got the biggest <laughs> booties. But it really has to do with cultural appropriation, which is a big topic now, but also cultural uh, appropriation and appreciation. That's what the movie's about. What's where's appropriation? What's appreciation? And for me, it was based on my love of hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, just because I'm a white dude doesn't mean I can't love it and can't rap to it. But that's right. what I love. I grew up on two, you know, Led Zeppelin. And then somebody gave me hip hop, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I love Led Zeppelin, but I also really love hip hop. So it hit me at a young age. Well, you can be diverse, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In your, in your but it wasn't area. like that, as you know, in the early '80s. It was like yeah. hip hop was like you know more like inner city, and Led Zeppelin was more like suburban kids, right? And I was always like right. kept my foot really in both. But uh, when it comes to those mixing of, of, of cultures and, and different you know musics and that, and that sort of thing, I don't think anything is more is more uh, just validated than than Kurt Cobain and Nirvana with the big hair bands. I mean, when when that grunge music came out of Seattle, I mean, you know, uh, it, you know, all, you know, Van Halen and 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 um, Motley Crue and all of them yeah. went. Oh, geez, we're fucked. because <laughs> <laughs> well, because grunge was so intense. Yeah, but but it was Kurt like a light was so switch. Cur- it was like a light switch. Well, yeah, I mean Van Halen's different. I think they're a much deeper band. Yeah, and they're so interesting. But I think some of the hair bands that were more fluffy realized how deep Kurt was. Kurt's like a super, you know, generational artist. That but, yeah, the mark yeah. of he's like John Lennon. Yeah. So yeah. you're saying that just completely? It, I remember that. You're right. It shut down that whole like fluffy. Oh, oh yeah. And became like as raw as it can be. Oh yeah, as great as uh, Motley Crue was. Yeah, yeah, I love Molly. And, and, and other bands, for that matter, they're, you know. Uh, You're just saying they, he was so deep. Like, yeah, yeah, there was so yeah, much pathos. Yeah. The, the unfortunate mm. thing, really, is is that is, is he has such great music, and in my personal opinion, it's it, it was so great because he was a really troubled soul. And, yeah. And, you know, he wrote some, he did some great stuff that, yeah. You ever see the I, would, HBO? I would never want to be in his place. Did you ever see the HBO documentary about him? I've seen like there's like there's there's yeah. multiple ones. Yeah, there I've was one with, with the drawing. They took his his book of writings and stuff, and they like put animation to it. It's it's insane. He's incredible. Yeah, he's he was seemed he seemed like a very very troubled guy. It seems like and, some of like the most successful artists in anything in any form are like the most deeply troubled, a drug addicted. Oh, a- abs- ab- I think so. Absolutely, Janis Joplin and Jim Morrison and yeah, Twenty Seven Club. <laughs> yeah, I think you. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you look. It doesn't mean you can't grow up in a nice life and not create something great. But usually, troubled people channel that pain in this usually into something really amazing mm-hmm. you know amy winehouse amazing right so yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah but you know there, it's there, there again yeah i yeah. know i know it's intense Look but the like circumstances and the outcome yeah it's unfortunate it's so unfortunate but it's like you know roseanne yeah <laughs> she's still here <laughs> roseanne she's still here yeah. <laughs> you can just go i'll take she's care still of this here. <laughs> <laughs> but um but uh yeah it, it's unfortunate and in even you know even you know, a lot many artists that are still around and I would say they write their best music that yeah you know, they they're they're not creative unless you know unless they're depressed and you know it's a way to cope it, it, yeah it, it's you know they're just the 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 music the lyrics the just that pours out of them 
Yeah. You know, when they're, you know, yeah, everyone has good days and bad days. You know? Yeah. They're not, uh, you know, they'll say that, you know, their best writing or any yeah. of their writing usually doesn't come on the, the good day. Yeah. <laughs> it comes on the depressed day, you know, curtains, totally. curtains closed, haven't left the house for two days. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, when they emerge, it's, they emerge with just genius. Yeah. You know what I love talking about podcasts? About people. I hate that because I'm still in Hollywood. So let's avoid all that. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, oh, yeah, talk yeah. About me. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just popped all your tires, didn't we? Mike, <laughs> Mike came in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we started talking about it. Yeah. Can, can you go back to whatever you were doing? Oh, I got one I want to talk about. Hey, he brought up the Marilyn Manson thing. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying, uh, you know, most of the you know, great music, not most. They're I mean, pain, A Mike. lot of They're great pain. music, and they'll yes. tell you it's, yes. you know, it's, it's when pain, I'm in my, Mike. Dark, my darkest pain. hour. These words just flow out of me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mike, what do you do? Um, I actually own a chain of hearing centers. Oh, a hearing center. Okay. Yep. Fits yep. people with hearing losses. We do audiometric testing and, and oh, okay. hearing aids. Yep. You're like a, you have a, you like helping, helping yeah. society. Yeah, it's audible hearing aids. It's, it's literally the only thing I've ever done. Wow. I started in this industry when I was uh, 21 and I'm still doing it. It's awesome. So. He goes to like Africa and he'll fit like thousands of kids with hearing aids. Yeah, a lot of people give a, a dollar, but they won't give an hour. You know, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, some of the places you don't want to be in. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, yeah, n- n- a little scary, but uh, mm. but um, but you know, you know, prior to the pandemic, you know, I was probably doing five missions a year between one week and three weeks. So you're a missionary. Um, well, I'm an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, but uh, yeah, okay. but. Um, Go to like Botswana and stuff like that. Yeah, I've been to Africa twice, all over Congo Africa twice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know. Um, uh, Honduras, Mexico. I have no idea how many times. Tons of times. Um, Peru. Um, just any place where it's you know just impoverished and people wouldn't get help otherwise. Yeah. You know. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, how's your but hearing? Any, any, this isn't about me. It's about you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real, that's beautiful. That's a real story though. Uh, my hearing is okay that I know of. Jesus. Good. Yeah. I hear that every day. Come on. Let me fix Gotta you. Gotta get checked out, bro. Yeah. Gotta get checked out. Don't let that ring in your ears get too loud. That's the aliens. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, speaking of uh, talking about people in Hollywood, do you still talk to Nick Swartzen? Oh Yeah. Nick Swartzen, I mean, he's never... one of the funniest motherfucker. He was like one of my like the first comedians I was ever exposed to as like a young. A day home. in the life of was the first time the I ever saw him. The cocaine thing. Oh my god, the day in the life of, and that was just probably fifteen years ago. And I yeah, like, I, I like it's the funniest damn thing I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, at, at the time, he's the greatest. He he helped. You know, he was like the guy that really helped push Malibu, and he wrote it, and you know, and then like yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't know ideas. that. Yeah, he wrote yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, he would he he would. Uh, I would like riff the character, and then he'd go and he'd write ten pages, just absolute brilliance, and he'd bring it back to me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I'd like, he'd write ten more. So he really helped that movie become what it is. He he was the genesis of it. Yeah. So Nick's yeah. my boy. I love him. Yeah, well, I think he's well, down here right now. Is he really? I think he's somewhere in Florida right now. Well, then yeah, I, I gotta he, get his ass on this. Yeah, hit him you got hit him, him up and get him out you here. Gotta tomorrow. hit him up. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Well, well, he he doesn't know I hit him up, but you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure he wants he, he to is, give me his know. number. He, he is. He is. He is brilliant. There's no doubt about it. The best. No doubt about it. 
Like yep. one of the funniest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. Like, like I, he, you'll just sit with him and you think you know him. I've sat with him fifty times. Every time I'll find something new and I'll just cry. <laughs> like he'll always just make you laugh. Like he's, I mean, I love him. I used, to, I used to fucking just love scrolling through his Twitter feed and listen to all the shit talk he would do. He used to talk so much shit. He loves football. Like, he, th- oh, he talks yeah. so much shit about football. It's so fucking funny. Does he have a podcast? I don't I don't know. I don't think so. He, I'm sure. You know? No, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Hmm. You got to hit him up, bro. He'd be perfect for this. Yeah, it was always like like him, like you, Nick, and uh, Dirt Nasty were always kind of like... Simon. This, Simon, yeah. You guys were always kind of like had like owned that niche. You know what I mean? That that comedy acting niche, like like comedy rapper slash actor yeah. kind of niche in LA. Yeah, there's a few of us, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, that have that kind of like that vibe of I I don't know. Cut from the same mold. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like com like hip hop hip, hip hop mold cloth, whatever. Hip hop inspired <laughs> Yeah, comedy, you know, with a little bit of you know t- of a twist, mm-hmm. you know. But like Simon's also brilliant, like yeah, hilarious. His wow. raps are dope. You know what I mean? That's funny because his raps are funny, but they're really dope. Like they got great beats and there's hooks and the, his yeah. style, like dirt nasty. Like as soon as he comes on, you know, you yeah. know his it's him. Yeah. So he's got a signature sound, mm-hmm. and I think that you know sometimes I think it's probably a, you know. He's got a lot more music in him, and I think he probably wants to make it. That's another f- interesting thing you guys were talking about with Bert, where you're just like, you guys are like these comedic rappers, but you guys are like on, you're teetering on the edge of being like legitimate, like successful hip hop artists and comedians. Well, it's sing- it's like, yeah, it's my buddy Stu, who's yeah. also Stu's a really good rapper. So it's like you got these, you got people, right? So it's like. Kind of like for white dudes, the way in the hip hop was was funny. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, it's the first people to take you serious. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, say what you want. Like, you know, one of the best ever to do it, Eminem. Right. You know, his his first rhymes are so insanely amazing. Sick. But they're Sick. funny. Yeah, like he's 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 a sick lyricist, but it, there's a lot of comedy there. Like Eminem is hilarious. You know. And he's also very deep, very dark, you know, like intense. But his for, foray into hip hop was, you know, Hi, My Name Is, which is right. all, like dope, mm-hmm. h- but sick, but hilarious. And I think that that's what, con- that's what like the Beastie Boys initially were funny. Mm. Uh, me and Stu, like my buddy Stu, is a dope rapper, really good. He was an actor. He's been in a ton of stuff. He was a Care Bear as a kid. He was Donnie Darko. Like he's been in a lot of oh, stuff. Shit. And he just rapped on the side in Garage Band. And I like mm-hmm. one day I heard him. I'm like, yo, this shit. He raps so good about a porn star. The porn star heard it. And he started dating her. Like, that was like, <laughs> yeah, because he started dating him because she loved pen- his. Do you have a pencil? He started <laughs> rapping so much. And so, like, his, so I was a fan of his raps. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to produce your rap. So I gave him, like, 20 grand to, like, do his album. And he did it, but couldn't get it going. You know, this was before, like, SoundCloud. And I'm like, yo, I'm doing this movie. Like, you got to help me. So. He wrote my rhymes, but not really for Malibu. But then he started writing all these other rhymes. So I wanted to put out a comedy rap album called Crap. No. 
But like that's what comedy and rap. But like before, like the Lonely Islanders are also really funny. Oh, yeah, but the Lonely Islanders dope too. Like yes. they're good rappers. So I think that that's what we do. We go in with a funny way, and then but no one can accept it. Now there's artists that can. One minute they're acting, the next minute they're cooking, the next minute they're writing a book, and they're like accepted. But for a while, people were in, like, they couldn't take you outside of your hole, you know, your pigeonhole. And so I think now it's easier to be a cross platform artist. But yeah, like, you could, uh, uh, the key to it is a good beat. Yeah. And for then, sure. like, keeping the shit hard. But for me, you couldn't be hard right away. It had to be funny. But if you listen to my album with Stu, there's some bangers in there, low key. Hell yeah, low key, low key banger. bangers. You know what I mean, <laughs> Mike? You know what low key bangers? Low key, you know what a low key banger is, Mike? <laughs> no, I don't. Actually. No, I don't. Low key on the high note. Dude, maybe you missed the part where I said I fit hearing aids. No, <laughs> low key on the high note means that it's like, yo, it's like, it's like, how can I say it? Like, yo, this taco's low key fire. So how would you right. say what that is? Turn it off. I'm it's fucking keeps vibrating. Fuck, dude. Low Marilyn Manson. Low key means just like a lot of people don't know about it. Like it's underrated and it's really fucking mm-hmm. good. It's like Taco <laughs> Bus has got a low key fire uh, chorizo taco. You don't know about it. It's like it's good, but it's like on the menu, low key is kind of hidden. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like not the main, not the most popular thing. Okay. But it's the it's, not mainstream. It could it's be the main, best. Yeah. Thing. It's, it's not mainstream. Right. Like, uh, like a lot of Florida rappers are, came up, you know, like, yeah. like that. Yeah, like that. Like, for, like, uh, have you ever heard of Rod Wave? No. Okay, never mind. But that's all right. He's all, he's like the he's like one of the top f- five Billboard hip hop artists. He's got like one of the t- he's been in like top five Billboard for like the past year and a half to two years. And he came. He literally was born and raised ten minutes from here in like wow. the ghetto of St. Pete. Wow. Yeah. I swear to St. Pete has a ghetto. Oh, dude, it gets it gets rough in St. Pete downtown, or like Southside St. Pete. Not like stabbings not, and stuff. Like, oh yeah, stabbings and shootings every week, probably. I mean, it's not as bad as like some other towns. It's not as bad as Chicago, but it's still pretty bad. Yo, like low <laughs> key, like I'm trying to think, like Chick Fil A, man, that, that's high key now. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like food. Anything like yo Popeyes? Like, 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 have you yeah. had the Popeye chicken sandwich? That's low key fire. It's fire. <laughs> medium key fire, meaning kind of it's, it's bad, and then it'll yeah. just go high key. It's like yo, it's just high key. Yeah, high key on the high note. High key on the high note. It's, yeah, yeah, that's when you that's completely when sold just, out. It's done. Yeah, you're sold out. You've already hit your court. You already, you've already. Uh, you've already like I'm not gonna lie. Like, like you come off stage, you go that gig was low key fire. Right, and you didn't expect it to yeah, be yeah. that good because it was like I played. Yes. I played as like a tree house. Yes, in LA, I'm not kidding. It's in. A, I was telling them we we're playing all these places outside, and some dude has got this dope setup. You would love it. With like tables and bushes, but like high up, he built like straight up during the pandemic. Built like tree houses, not crazy extravagant, but dope. So there's a table up there. It's really, this dudes. Crib in Los Feliz, not far from me, by Griffith Park. Have I heard of Griffith Park? Mm-hmm. No. And so you have. And so you go there and you'll do a show and there'll be like 60 people. And there's like little booths and shit. And it's now it's high key fire. Meaning it's like. <laughs> it's mainstream. Now. Yeah, because it's it's in the back of this dude's house and it was like one of the hottest clubs. It's in the, the back of his house. He built it in the back 
of his house. How's That's parking? Sick. <laughs> you just park on the street. <laughs> you park on the street. That's hilarious. And it's high key fire. That's hilarious. Yeah, so it's like, that's what people do. The one of the greatest things about the pandemic is it brought the entrepreneurs out. So many cool, interesting, inventive people. Mm. Did shows or Zoom, you know, podcasts blew up. So there's always moves to be made. Well, like, something's like, good like, or bad. Like, uh, always like, moves, right, yeah. Mike? Like Churchill said, ne never let a, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, a, 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 Problem go to waste. Never let a <laughs> yeah. Never let uh, never let uh, you know. Can you find the Churchill quote he's talking about? Yeah, it, it's uh, it's um, never let a crisis go to waste. Is that never what let said? a crisis go to waste? That's a good quote. I think it took me longer to say that than Churchill <laughs> lived. Christ, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, low, low key, I was waiting yeah. somebody to high key mention that. Never, never let a nah, good crisis yeah. go to waste. <laughs> Speaking of low key fire, bro, some of the best podcasts that I've done have been low-key fire like the most fire podcasts they're always low-key yeah they're not like the most popular ones with the most views yeah it's weird it's like the shit that pops off on youtube more than anything else is not always the best stuff like the best content that i've done is not always been the most popular i'm sure you feel that way with like movies and in different shows that you've done or specials that you've done i did a movie called body hutchins and it's on Amazon Prime, and it was a little movie, and I play a guy that's kind of. You ever see the movie Falling Down? Mm -hmm. He did. You didn't. No, you I should didn't. see it. But Mike, you might get it. So it's basically it's kind of what's happening now. It's like the about a white middle aged man who like can't deal with society anymore. Yeah, just it's like the original. Just like, giving up, man. Get off my lawn, type of dude. And yeah. it's Michael Douglas. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's great. Where's brilliant my, movie. Glasses. He looks totally different. Really? Yeah. And it's it's basically just like a guy just having a bad day to progressively worse. And it's just like, which turns into a bad week. Yeah, and a bad month. <laughs> so I did like a low budget version of that called Buddy Hutchins, and it's just this guy. He's at his wits end, and he ends up doing horrible things, but they're like. You, they're uh, justifiable throughout the plot. And it was kind of over the top. At one point, I have a chainsaw. It's a little crazy. But <laughs> people have hit me up about it. Like, yo, Buddy, Buddy Hutchins is low-key fire. Like, so it, but it played a niche, you know? So that's what I'm saying. Like, things have niches. So your mm. podcast, people will have niches. It's like when you go to a convention. I do a lot of horror convention signings. And there's just people that are just straight up the dude who is the fifth death Guy killed and Chucky will have such a line because people connect with wow. that character. So super specific things now. That's why this all well, this media is blowing up because people will just I like with the hearing aid, you know. And there's a lot of people out there that need a hearing aid. They'll take that clip and they'll be like, oh, they'll look at it, and they, they might be a lot of traffic to Mike because of that. So it's mm -hmm. like I think with just all of us being able to well, connect. Well, not in if our I can't needs. form sentences. Well, that was that was the Churchill. One. Yeah, that was, was just Churchill on the tip of my tongue. Happens, Mike. <laughs> do you, do you think? Maloba. Do you think? Happens to the best. Do of you? Uh, um, uh, how many? How many? Uh, how many parts of the uh, Malibu's Most Wanted were kind of just ad lib, like off the cuff, like improv? Or, yeah. That were, well, like, Nick would write like Nick had a really good scene. We would write it, you know, and then it was pretty much. I'm from the Keenan Ivory schools of, of, of like comedy, so Keenan like will have like. Your scene, and then I'll have five other jokes. So I didn't have that luxury, but I would get like three. So mm -hmm. I would say 
a, you know, it was a good amount of it improvised. Tay and Anthony are hilarious, and as funny as the parts were written, they made it way funnier by improvising. They improvised so much. So they were a huge improviser. And all the rest of us had moments of it, but I was writing all the time, so I would add another joke in. I would say, try this joke, try this joke, try this joke. So I tried a lot, so that was kind of like improvisation. But there was yeah. definitely stuff at the end of the scene where I just add stuff, for sure. So like you said with uh, Jim Carrey and his movies, they, they are, they, they're told never shut the cameras off. Right. Just keep it running. <clears throat> yeah, that's... Some, some of the funniest stuff is like a minute after the scene. You know? That's how you why you hire somebody. You what know, was that, like that. quote? Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey said something where he's like, whatever his movie was, Interstellar, he was just like, I forget when he said it or what it was, but it was some clip I saw on Instagram where he's like, when he does his scenes... Come on, Danny, spit it out. Come on. I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm better than Churchill, at least. He said <laughs> when he does his scenes... Uh, he when he practices them, he said, make sure they're rolling because he's like the first time he says it, he says it's always the best. He says anytime after that, it's always acting. The first time he says it, it's always real. Yeah, that's everybody's the, got so their true. own process. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, you know. Have you seen his uh, movie that he did with Harmony Kareen? The movie that he did with uh, Jonah Hill. It's down in the Keys. They filmed it. It was basically ninety nine percent improv. What was the movie? Well, can you find out what the name of the latest Harmony Korean movie was? It was called Be Oh Beach Bum. Oh, Beach Bum. Yeah, I heard Beach that's Bum. good, yeah. dude. It was so good. It wasn't even like watching a movie. Wow, it was just like watching some dudes hang, hang out, out for two yeah. hours. Yeah, no, like no script. It was just like he has Matthew McConaughey, Jonah Hill, and some other guy like sitting there on behind some ten million dollar mansion in the Keys, and they're drinking and there's hookers. He's like, action, go ahead, just start talking, and it was fucking. Amazing, bro! Wow, so such a cool fucking movie. Ten million dollar mansion, drinking and hookers, drinking and hookers. Well, I tell you, I met Matthew and McConaughey. I met Matthew Deuce. McConaughey and, and 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 talked to him, and and you know he is the most family oriented. Honestly, his kids, his wife, he that that guy is yeah, just, from Texas, right? That guy is just 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 straight up, you know, yeah, a solid guy. Yeah, he is solid guy. Yeah, super solid. I wanted to ask you. I want to respect your time. But, oh yeah, I got I want, another pod. If you can believe that. Do you really? Yeah. Can I, can we talk a little bit about heck, the heckler? Yeah, go for it. You wrote your notes out. Did you even get I, to your notes? No, I didn't even get to my notes. But I want get, to talk to you about yeah. heckler. I never do notes. No, the stuttering fuck to my right won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what? I said the stuttering fuck to my right won't shut we up. Had, <laughs> are you? You're not a stutterer. You just had what we call Biden brain. <laughs> Biden. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Now that hurts, man. man, man. Oh my now God. that hurts, hey, man. I do a whole joke that about hurts. it. Hey, man. No, I'm serious. Hey, man. I'm serious. Hey, man. <laughs> Mike, come on, come on, man. Mike's doing a Biden brain. Biden. I love you that. Like that. Hey, listen, we're on track. We're we're gonna do over 300 COVID shots this month. 300. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, wait, wait. I do a whole joke about it. Do you? Yeah. Wait, are you performing tonight? Yeah. Are you? Where? Side splitters. Yeah, side splitters. We should go watch them. We should. Let's do it. Come do it. Let's do it. We're going to come. We're going to come watch Absolutely. Them. We're going to come hang out. Eight, and do you sell merch after the shows? I do. Fuck yeah. 8.30, 10.30. Probably the 8.30 show is going to be packed. That's the one you want to go to. Yeah, okay. but we've got you, so it doesn't matter. Some people just don't get that table up front. After this podcast is nah. over, he's going to delete my number. And he's going to forget we even exist. <laughs> we're just going to show up and hope for the best. No, but Biden... They say he's got a stunner, which is unfortunate, 
Which, but it's like at some point, when is he not stuttering, and is it more of like? <laughs> I said it's not a speech impediment; it's a brain impairment. Look, you like, can watch old video of him because he's been yeah. in politics his whole life. He doesn't have a stutter. Uh, yeah, people yeah. get real he's, upset uh, about that. Did you know hearing loss is the leading cause of cognitive decline? Is that true? That is true. Wow. All right, we're going one to of the leading causes. We're going yeah. to another commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, let's not talk about it. <laughs> but what how, what what inspired Heckler? How did that start? How did Heckler come about? Uh, that's well, the name of it, right? Yeah, Heckler. Heckler is all about just really happened with like online. You know, just I started online hecklers. I started becoming a name, and and then I started seeing like all the comments, and you know, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, we never had that. Like, you go to a movie. And then the movie would be done. You wouldn't, couldn't like go write the actor in the movie and go, the guy who played the postman sucked dick. Yeah, you're under such scrutiny you now can't, from like, everybody. Go into his DM and be like, you suck dick, sir. You suck as a postman. You're like, what the fuck? That never happened, bro. I don't know what you know in terms of life of your generation. That was just, you went and saw something, it was done. Right. And then we reviewed the movie. You don't see people was, on the side of the road that are, like, calling you a piece of shit. Yeah, it was, like, reviewed in a in a paper in a respectful way. And so Heckler was kind of like my comment on society of how it changed, how everything became heckling. So that's what we live in now. We live in a troll society. It was way before all this shit's happening now. But, like, <clears throat> reviewers used to review a movie. They review you now. They review your career, your face, your body. Uh, comedy club hecklers were considered the worst. They're not now the bravest because they're there. You can put a they, they're cool. Online is the worst because they, they hide. The, yeah. yeah, they hide behind a meme or something, and it's like in their parents' so, basement. Yeah. yeah, so a whole thing is exploration of like accountability. Like, who are these people? And then, so I got all these like crazy ass comments and so i went and explored them and i just like i went and literally did the thing where you consider the source and um i found yeah i found out what the source was and then people would look i'm funnier than you so then i put them on stage and google they would bomb and you know (laughs) and so that was you know that's what the whole movie was about it was about exploring who these people are and why is our society like that what do you think the main difference is between internet hecklers and commenters? Because 90% of my comments are fucking people that want me to dead. What's the difference between those kind of people well, and people who are in a, like a live comedy show? It's easy to show? be 10 foot tall and bulletproof behind a keyboard in your bedroom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I think some of those guys are just swiping. They life. They're just like... Don't think anything of it. They see you and they're like, look at this fucking surfing Poindexter or whatever. Cause you got gla- I don't know. I'm just making up stupid shit. Yeah, Put like, on, putting on point. There. No, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, so they'll just say shit. No, they don't think of it. You know, you got a big gulp in, the caffeine's running. Some of it's just harmless. Yeah. Some of it is like, they really, you really piss them off because maybe you're living the life they want or something and, and they're insecure. Yeah. And some of it is just actual trolling of like, I'm going to, there's an art to that too. So it's different. There's like three or four levels to it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think we should have something on social media where no one can comment without accountability. So you have to see who the person is. <gasps> you uh, want to censor the comments? No, I don't want to censor them. Okay. I think I all comments, is. Com- I want to know exactly who they are. Oh, yeah. I want to know exactly where they are. No, yeah. uh, no, 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 anymore. no, 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 no,
If you write it, sign your name. Yeah, because you would just see a lot different happening. And then you could, like, like people say so much shit to me. And then they have private accounts. It's like, you. You said that shit to somebody in a bar, you get your ass kicked. You pussy. Yeah, like, there's such you can pussies. dish it out, but can't take it. No, yeah, they can't even. They, yeah, they, they can, won't allow you to comment. And I'll leave the comment there. And then at some point, I just won't even comment. I'll just let the, my community's pretty good about policing that stuff of like really and then that but it's just it's all good i'm no i'm not beyond reproach we all should be you know have looked upon as you know can be criticized but it's like yo let's have a discussion don't like don't do a drive-by and gun me down (laughs) and then hide behind your fucking private wall yeah bitch move it is. It is a bitch move. The people, the people that do it in in the shows, they are way braver. Way well, braver. That's brave the whole. Because of the liquor, right? That's the icon. The ironicness of it. Um, I don't know. Some of them are just most most hecklers are harmless. They're just having a good time. They're laughing. They're loud. They don't understand. You say something, they believe you so much, and they're part of the show. They don't understand. But they're mostly they're women, the, though, right? Yeah, mostly. You know, white women in their mid forties. We call them the triple dubs, the white wine warriors. White wine warriors. Yeah, they get a box of Franzia. You know, oh the Karens and Sharons. That's the scariest gang. But what I'm saying is, they get this. It's they're brave because they're there. I could see their face. Right. That's was brave, and those used to be not the brave. Those. What I'm saying. I respect them more than any of them. If someone threw a tomato at me, I wouldn't really enjoy it. At least it's soft. But I would respect them more than somebody leaving a comment. Right. That's hilarious. Unless man. somebody's leaving a comment in another country and couldn't does, take a boat uh, to say it to my face. Does it affect how you handle hecklers? Because, I mean, historically, comedians, if you, you, you know, the last thing you wanted to be is a, a heckler because the comedian would, would rip what, you apart. What do you now, mean, does, now, it, does well, it affect? Well, now if somebody heckles, and if, and if, you know, you do what stand up comedians do, which is to, you know, make a joke of them, embarrass them, well, they're, they're the other ones right back on their. Yeah, putting stuff. I mean, yeah, you deal with them in the moment. You you know, comedians usually win. I mean, there's sometimes hecklers win. There's no doubt, but yeah, I mean, they'll definitely. Then some people take their licks, and other people will go on a board. And yeah, but if you're funny, if you got if if it's funny, the crowd sees it. You destroyed them in a good way, and you really did a good job. Yeah, everybody's gonna side with you. Yeah, but yeah, doesn't doesn't stop them from going. uh, You know, the next morning and or that night while they're still uh, whatever the the W's (laughs) from. White wine, yeah. White, yeah. White, yeah. wine White, White wine warrior. White wine warrior. I fucking love Mike's that. Mike's giving me Biden brain now. White wine Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Tell, I would love to hang, but I got tell dude, my I got a product. Tell my listeners, promote your product. My what product is, is a hand sanitizer. Mike. Shut up. That's you're helping. Real. You're helping the world, but I'm helping the world. Jizz it off. It's called Jizz Off. You can go on jizzoffproducts.com. So what is this? It's hand basically product? just hand sanitizer, but it's like. You know, the world is covered in germs, but another term for it is jizz. It doesn't have to be that word. It just is like, yo, everything's got schmutz on it. It's nice. It's soft. And it's five bucks. Go to jizzoffproducts.com. Jizzoffproducts. Yeah, I can get from you? Yeah, take this. Is that one? My, da- my daughter, when I tell her. Oh, Jesus, that Nick's, when I, when, when I, I give when it to I, me. What's that? You're going to give it to your daughter. Well, my, my, no, no, no. no. My, she's 28 now. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. But, right, but she okay. and I watched Malibu's Most Wanted so many times. So say it. It's B-Rad's. It's B-Rad's. Sanitizer. I tell her, her B-Rad. Yo, B-Rad. But then you got to promote the shit, Mike. I, when you're I, in Honduras, fitting people for earring aids, 
I'll be like, yo, what's up? Jizz it off. <laughs> I'll promote it. Say, like, what's up? I'll promote it. Jizz that shit off. Niggas <laughs> walking in the bus. <laughs> throw a little bit at her. What are you guys doing together, jizz. by the way? We meet up all the time. Just to what are you on. guys? What is he's your client? He's my friend and my client. Yeah, what I, is, I, I do. His, I do his advertising for his oh, business. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're yeah, a marketer. yeah. I do his advertising. Here's a marketer. Making the commercials, <laughs> the commercials. Um, Where do people find your podcast? Go to my podcast. You can just go to my website. It has everything. JamieKennedy.com. That has my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook, and uh, that's my hub. You'll see Patreon, all that stuff. You'll go to JamieKennedy.com for more. Me. Thank you. I love you, Jamie. You're Appreciate a great guy. you. Jamie, love you guys. Awesome to meet you, man. Pleasure to meet you, Mike. Awesome We're only messing you. with you.